Cleveland! It's out of here! Talk about a hole-in-one. Are you serious? They've been on the front foot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the front foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. Week 21, and we are on all forms of social media. The Front Foot Podcast on Insta, The Front Foot on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. The Front Foot Pod is us. Our beer of the week this week is something I reckon, James, that you can have in winter or summer. And as we're in the last month of winter, I'm starting to get excited for the warmer weather. The days are starting to last a little bit longer. They are, aren't they? Yeah. That's so exciting. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm waiting for that August day where you go, oh, I can smell it. I can actually feel it. It's it's happening. And you sit outside in your shorts and you have a beer. And for me, that first beer might just be a little creature's pale ale. Really? Yeah. Good beer. It is a good beer. Really good beer. I don't really associate it with the summer, though. No, but no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you can have it. Either or. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yep. I could I could happily sit in front of a fire and sink back six little creatures. Yeah. I could sit out in the sun. What is your summer beer? Furfy. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Corona's there, mine. Yeah, is there another? Um, or, or Pure Blondes. Oh, go, yeah. Only because they go down so easily they and do. lightly. And when it's hot and you've been running around or you've had a barbecue, you know. Yeah. But uh, Beer of the Week this week is uh, Little Creatures Parallel. Do yourself a favor. Go out and grab one. Uh, grab any beer that's around you. Join us and have a drink as we talk sport. Uh, Jordan Tunbridge with a few little insights for us later uh, on uh, Change Room Chat. The starting five is back. We're excited for the NFL season. So we're going to pick five starting positions in the NFL. And uh, before we get to buy, swap, and sell, I need a bandwagon update. Greeno. Well... We, uh, in terms of for the year, EPL mm. starts this weekend. Yes. NFL preseason starts this weekend. Uh, on the weekend, GWS had a massive win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the D's had a massive win. And I'm we'll... sorry. I, 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 we can't. What do you do when you go to the football and that happens to your side? And and we're talking week in, week out. Literally, but you went there to Eddie Had Stadium. Stayed the whole game. Yeah. To the end. Watched the whole game. Oh, my God. Did not leave. But pretty much the whole time I had a beer in my hand. That's unbelievable. That's dedication, isn't it? Dedication to the beer or the football? <laughs> oh, that's debatable. But um, West Coast have a bit of a tricky one after yesterday's, I should say Sunday's, um, game. Not the result, but obviously mm. they'll be missing a very, very key player. He would be close to a handy Jenga piece, Andrew Gaff. He would. Yeah. Um. We mm. left him out, though. No, I know, but... I chucked in Jack Darling. He would. He's he's very good. Now you think about it, and it's like, well, he's definitely not going to be there for the rest of the year. Could have played his last game at West Coast, too. He could have. Um, but while we're on bandwagons, because uh, I'll mention Danny Ricciardo a little bit later. Uh, they obviously didn't have a race, but he's got some news. But EPL, back this weekend, I'm a Manchester United fan. I don't know mm. if you really have a team. But no, I don't really. I think no. the front foot needs a team. So I reckon we go to... The socials and like I know uh, Aaron Moy plays for Huddersfield. Maybe we go for them. Don't really. Uh, Matt Ryan is at Brighton. Mm. Maybe we pick up an Aussie team. Uh, not an Aussie team, but a, a team where an Aussie's in there. Yeah. So maybe we put it out on socials, see who people want us to follow, and we'll give them a update every week. Well, I'm also going to jump on another soccer bandwagon, the SPL, the Scottish Premier League. Oh yeah. We're on Celtic. Yes. Because uh, we've got Daniel Lozani, who's going to be heading over there and playing alongside uh, Socceroo 
Uh, Rog Rod Rogic. Tommy Rogic. Tommy Rogic. Yes. Oh. His name I always try. <laughs> no. We're playing the name oh, game. No. <laughs> no. Um uh yeah, he who scored the first goal of the season for Celtic over the weekend. So um I like your thinking and uh yeah, EPL. We'll put it out on the socials and uh vote for us. Who should we be on on the EPL? The front foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. I've had a little word to that man, Jordan Tunbridge, and he does have a couple of insights. I'm looking forward to what he does have to say to you and I, James. Um, and he's tipped that we might disagree a little bit. So oh, okay. That's, pff, it's odd. <laughs> yeah, I know. We always have the same opinion. <laughs> um, buy, swap, and sell. Where are you putting your money? Buddy. Yeah, that's fair. Six goals. Big, big win. Was it six? It was six goals. Yeah, six. I did listen to an... I think it was the first episode ever of the front foot at the start of this season. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I you declared him. him for 100 goals. Now, I'm going to take that back. But <laughs> he, In your in your defense, he did miss about six weeks. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's why. That's why. Um, <laughs> you forgot that, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, if you're playing Jenga with the Swans, he, he would be the oh, piece. Yeah. Uh, he's basically your ride or die. Well, the Swans is what? Ride or die. He mm. is literally, when he plays well, when he's up and running... He's tough um, to stop. I challenge you to find a better player to watch, a more entertaining player to watch when they're on than Buddy. Yeah, he's just an entertainment machine, oh. excitement machine. Oh. So great to watch him uh, the other night and a uh, huge win for the Swannies. Who are you buying on, mate? I am buying on crying. Interesting. Yeah. Love a good cry. Do you? Let's get emotional. Did you... Like something happened over the weekend, you no, get upset or... Cam <laughs> Rayner is going to be an absolute superstar. Now, he's the number one draft pick in the AFL from 2017. He now plays at Brisbane. The kid's going to be a star. Mm. And I loved seeing him cry after he missed the goal um, against North Melbourne. And it would have been the win for them. He, he went. The, it. He should have. It was about, <laughs> what, 20 metres out, slight angle. He's gone the Stevie J snap instead of a drop punt and shanked it. He was crying after the game. Yeah. I loved seeing that. Yeah, it'd be better for it. I you think. know why I love that he was crying? Why? Because it shows that he cares. Yeah. He's passionate. He's bleeding maroon, golden, blue. Yeah. Did you see Eddie Murray cried over the weekend as well? Yeah, I did. It was like but, a 3 a.m. finish. Well, he had three three-setters in a row. Oh. And he's uh, only just come back after 11 months out of the the game with a, a hip injury and he was just fatigued. Yeah. He just, just spent. Emotionally and physically spent. Who are you swapping on, man? Uh, tennis, funnily enough, for darts. Now, Hisense Arena in Melbourne is usually um, used yep. for the tennis and yep. other things, but Main, mainly yep. those two weeks in January, but in two weeks' time, the 18th of August... The darts is going to be at really? Hisense Arena. Are we going? Are we Surely we have to. I know. <laughs> I'm not doing anything that day, actually. <laughs> so if you've listened to the front foot before, James and I, along with a few other friends and partners, one of the greatest days, if not the greatest day we've ever had. The best day of my life. Is at the World Championship of darts uh, just before New Year's Eve of 2017. December... 26, 27, 27, 27, 2016. It was best day of my life. Oh, the outstanding. And you know what's awesome about this? So the Auckland Masters is just finishing, finished up, um, where surprise, surprise, Michael Van Gerwen won, knocked off countryman Raymond Van 
Van Barnevelt. Oh, that's a tongue twister. They're great names too. And uh, <laughs> Simon Whitlock, the Australian, uh, was in fine form but just didn't make it to the final. So we could jump on a bandwagon yep, and see Simon Whitlock do something here in Melbourne. Yep, that's a good one, mate. I am swapping Renault for Red Bull. Yeah, that's fair. No way. Is that right? Red Bull for Renault. Red Bull for Renault. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm good at this. Daniel Ricciardo, we've been asking for this for a while. I'm swapping for needs... a co-host. <laughs> yeah. I've been asking for that for a while. <laughs> we, uh, we, love, we love Ricciardo. And uh, now that finally he's um, moving away from Red Bull, where I just think, to be, to be fair, Renault wasn't really in the top two or three choices of where he was going to end up. But I'm just glad that he's out of there because yeah. really it's a 50-50 if he actually finishes. So now we jump on board the Renault bandwagon and hope that uh, things turn around for him next year. Absolutely. Well and truly on that. Um, I'm going to um, sell, and not that I'm going to get anything back for this, but politics in sport. Now, it came out over the last couple of days of Colin Kaepernick, his name in a song that is featuring in the new NFL Madden game. So that's on PS and, and all those types of games. Yep. His name's been taken out of the song because of his stance with the song and so with the national anthem, that is, because a lot of NFL players and American sports stars kneel or sit during the national anthem. I don't care. I don't care. And it's not about the political view because most of the time I tend to agree with what they're doing. But we're going to sport. I don't care about these political views. I'm going to watch sport to take my mind off all that crap. <laughs> Seriously. And there was another. And, and Trump getting involved with LeBron James. Yes. And just like, shut up. I don't care. I understand, but people are You're very passionate. To, yeah, I know, but just be passionate about the sport. I'm going there to cheer on or boo you because you're too good of a player and you're hurting my team or something. <laughs> Not what you care about the current prime minister or president of the country. You're very passionate oh, about this, aren't you? Get out of it! <laughs> um, mate, I'm selling in a similar sort of vein, but a lot more sport-orientated, I guess. <laughs> uh, selling on egos in sport. Yeah. Now, don't mind an e like just when the arrogance comes through or you show a bit of ego from time to time. See, I love it. Yeah, but. But? But. Phil Gould, who's the general manager of the football department at Penrith Panthers, has decided to sack their head coach four weeks out from finals when they're currently sitting in fifth because he's Challenge. having issues with the coach, personal issues. Whoa. Like, mate, put your personal issues aside and let the team and the club Sorry, come so first. Sorry, can... I, I need to ask you about this because I don't know enough about it. Is that one hundred percent? It is because of personal issues. I think so. Well, that's they they have said they've agreed to part ways because it's in the best interest of the club, is what the statement said. So, so clearly they're not seeing that, eye to but, eye, and it's yeah, it's coming out of the media, and they just don't see eye to eye about a few different things. He was signed as a as coach through to twenty twenty. And now he's gone. They're sitting fifth. They've won their last two. They did, and anybody a... following the NRL season, it is so close oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely. Those top sides. They are one game away from second, I think. I think so. They are right in the mix. They got a great oh young God. team, and catch you later. I can't remember his name. Coach. Um, it's more about Phil Gould and just mate. I think you just really need to have a bit of perspective. He's not a great commentator because he's the most biased <laughs> commentator of all time. Um, and that's not just with that, that's not just about the Melbourne Storm. That's with Origin. It's incredible what he does. But uh, it just really needs to pull it back a little bit, I reckon. And um, yeah, just sell on the selling on the egos. Hello.
The Front Foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. Beer of the week this week, Little Creatures Pale Ale. Just because it's good and in the sun, it's good when it's cloudy, it's good whenever. Grab yourself a beer, listen to us talk sport, get involved in the conversation too. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We are going to put up a question. We need your help. We need a team for the EPL season uh, this year, the 2018-2019 season. We need a front foot team. The premise is that we have uh, an Australian representative in that team. So James is going to chuck something up on social media and we need your votes. Uh, it is time for the starting five. Now, we're huge fans of the NFL here, in particular NFL fantasy, and the preseason is just about to kick off. So we thought, let's pick five positions in, in the NFL, in, in gridiron, <laughs> and find players from the AFL, which is players that we understand and know best here being Melburnians, five players we think that could fit into those positions. So their abilities and skills translate. Obviously, there's something a little bit difficult with a QB who throws the ball. That is a free kick if you're playing AFL. <laughs> so we're just using our you know imaginations here and looking for some other aspects. So the positions we've got are QB, wide receiver, running back, tight end, and kicker. James, I'm going to let you kick it off. Who is your quarterback? My quarterback, and it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, here we go. Because obviously the quarterback just sets it up. So you want someone who's going to be really clean with their possession. Bryce Gibbs. God. <laughs> oh my god. Mate, he would marshal the troops from the from the from the middle there. Really just set up the play. Is he a marshaler? Yes, that's his midfielder. That's what he does. No, but oh, I'd He's, put mate, Rory Sloan ahead of him. I wouldn't. Mate, Rory Sloan's <laughs> in and under, he he'd be closer to a running back. Whereas Bryce Gibbs, he's because he's also an outside player, doesn't really like getting hit. And then he's when he's got that <laughs> so he's space, soft. and then when he's got that space, he can really deliver the ball to perfection. Okay, here's what I'm going to challenge you with: the quarterback receives the play from the coaches and yep. on the sideline, and has to communicate it with the other players, yep. the other offensive players. But you don't think, or that Bryce has talks. to call an audible and change things up immediately. Yeah, he's I'm, a very I'm, intelligent footballer. I'm asking you: does he have that leadership and communication quality? Yes. He's in the leadership group at Carlton when he was 18. Literally hadn't played a game. Sorry, yet. sorry. You cannot use Carlton as a reference. Well, I can. And I just did. So he's my quarterback. That mate. puts Who's a yours? hole in your argument. How does it? How? I literally just, you said, does he have leadership qualities? And I said, before he played an AFL game, he was in the leadership team. There you go. That's ridiculous. And Carlton, who's a joke of a club for oh the last 15 God. years. You are blind. You are blinded by stupidity. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Um, I reckon you're going to continue on that theme here, but I reckon I, I went through a few plays here. Quarterback starting for uh, Stanza's superstars from the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> oh my God, Luke Hodge! You are so one-eyed. It's actually How? I'm not a Brisbane supporter. How is that one-eyed? Seriously, who's your running back? The blo- <laughs> the bloke is is the bloke a co- can't kick. The bloke is a what? He's slow and old and finished. Okay, so Peyton so, Manning, uh, Tom Brady. Yes, there's they are they quick? Tom No, but that, no no, they got Sorry, where is that? <laughs> Man. No, uh, that, what? You've had your chance? Let me talk. <sighs> so, he is a coach out on the field. He can start a play we from any We need a coach on the field. We hey. need a quarterback. Oh my god. 
Does he play more than 50% of the game? They need to communicate. Well, a quarterback doesn't because they're only on the field half the time because the the defense is on the field the other half, you idiot. Um, A quarterback needs to be able to communicate what the coach is wanting and saying or come up with something on the spot. Luke Luke Hodge breathes that every day. And he... You talk about start kicking things off from the centre. You chuck him in the midfield. He doesn't even play in the centre. Not anymore. Well, I mean, he can. Blinded by stupidity. When, when Alistair Clarkson needed something to happen in the midfield, he, you would see Sam Mitchell, Luke Hodge, Stop and living Sean Bergwijn. This is 2018. He plays yeah. for Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Still. So don't bring anything up. You will not see a better quarterback than that. Especially his brain. Uh, wide receiver, who have you gone? My wide receiver is a bit of a different one. Well, actually, not a different one. I've gone for someone who has dukes because that's what you want. You want to pull in, Interesting. Pull it in one-on-one. Charlie Dixon. I thought you were going to say Kerno. I, <laughs> I was about to blow up. I was about to but blow up. Charlie Dixon is like six. Is he fast enough? No, he, he'd see, be a now, better tight end. No, I know. So I did think about him at tight end, but... I just think he's the type of guy, even if you're like 20, 30 yards out, you just you just pop it up. Bryce would just pop it up to him and Charlie would just clunk it. Can I can I put it this way? So a wide receiver, they're pass catching specialists, obviously. Their main job is to um, run pass routes, open up for a pass, although they're occasionally called on to block. Sure, sure, sure. His yep. big body will do that. Yep. They generally line up split near the sidelines. So I'm thinking wingers. So I'm thinking because they're wide and they they love running. Yeah. So they've got to have a bit of a tank, have a bit of a speed, and yeah, you've gone Charlie Char- Dixon. Charlie Dixon. I'll tell you what, Charlie Kerno would be really good. Oh, my God. But, uh, no, nah, Charlie Dixon for me, mate. His Jukes, one-on-one, he's going to win. So I've gone wide receiver. Yeah. I've gone wing, someone that gets the ball in open space and just runs. Okay. So you don't always need the best Dukes yeah. being a wide receiver. Well, you need pretty good no, hands. No, you do. You do. You do. But for me, I thought, okay, there's that that, that aspect. Like, and you could have a, a Jeremy Howe. But I've gone the wide, the open, the run, Isaac Smith. Is this the Hawthorne show? Or no. My, we... fir- my first player was a Brisbane Lion player. This is it's starting to get embarrassing. What, you're, you. saying, you're saying he's not a good winger? Well, he's not a good wide receiver either because I don't think he can mark. Well, yes, he can. Well, how do you, how so, do you know? Sorry, he can, he can mark. I'm actually going to ask people to send in their thoughts about your bias towards Hawthorne. Who is your running back? My running back. And let me just cover off. A running back of players who line up behind the O-line, uh, who are in position to receive the ball from the quarterback and execute a rushing play. So we're looking from behind the ball yep. and run. Run, yep. run, 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 run all day. So I want a bull. I want someone in there who's happy to take the tackle and really burst through the pack. Oh, God. Paddy Dangerfield. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I Paddy Cripps was coming. <laughs> Again, oh, see, I don't, blow up. See, I have two eyes over on this side, whereas we all know that you've got one. Um, nah, Paddy Dangerfield, mate. He would just absolutely, you know, Gibbs would just drop back, hand the ball off to him, and Dangerfield all day would just just push two or three off and get those yards that you need down the field to really uh, push the team along. Who's your running back, Richard? So I've gone for a little bull. Tom Mitchell. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. Luke Bruce. <laughs> no, just, just to see your face. No, of course not. Paul Puyopolo. Um, yeah. No, I've gone from the behind the ball, behind the O-line, and I've seen him a few times this year, and he's really just popped up. Plays for Essendon. Adam Saad. Oh, yeah. Mate, I like that. can chuck the ball underneath his Quick, arm. too. Mate, he is so quick. 
Yeah. Seriously, and I saw him um, like in person on uh, on Saturday, round twenty in the AFL. Mate, he can burn any player, and he's got that zigzag like run, which is very important for a uh, a running back. Yep. No, I agree. You Who like have that? you got? Uh, a tight end. Tight end. Let's just go over this. They can play on either side. They so they need to tackle. Sorry, they need to be next to the tacklers. So they need a yeah. big body. Yeah. You need to hold off a few others. Yeah. But you also need to be able to mark and play as a wide receiver when necessary. Yeah. So here I've gone big body. I've gone, again, behind the ball like a, a defender in the AFL. Yeah, good Dukes. From West Coast, I've gone Dukes McGee, Jeremy McGovern. Oh, I've done exactly the same I thing. I had a feeling you would do that. Yeah. Big body. He also can be offensive, like a tight end needs yes, to be, because yep. he can kick a long ball from outside 50. He can. Can contribute to the scoring and defends well as well when he needs to. Absolutely. Hence, that's his main role. <laughs> <laughs> um, kicker is pretty straightforward. Yeah, so you kick- just basically want someone who's not going to miss. Correct. Most of the time. Now, I was meant to check stats on this, and I apologize that I didn't, but Josh Caddy's mine. Because oh, at the moment, his record... It's not boring, mate, because I want him to be boring. It's like he goes out there, he kicks, set so with shot, the kicker, a goal, I reckon a goal. No concerns. Yeah, but I, I don't... Got his routine. I don't think he does have a routine. Well, he, I, I wish I had the stats to back this yeah, up. Yeah, well, but. you don't. Because <laughs> the kicker you want, and he was one of the most accurate kicks, and he does not vary from his routine ever, Ben Brown from North Melbourne. That's a good one. That's a great one. That's probably the only one that I would agree with you in yeah. your team because your team is littered with Hawthorne bias. It's not. I've got one Hawthorne player who's an outstanding winger. This is the front foot. God, I'm so glad Jordan's here because I hate <laughs> you at the moment. I'm just getting Josh Caddy's kicking stats up here so yeah, that that's we can. Fine. And also, I do want to hear from our fans out there about whose team they would go for because I'm sure mine would win by. Probably like 50 to 12. And your mum's not allowed to vote. <laughs> Either. I mean, arguably our biggest fan. Next to Ben Fridgey. So that man I did mention, Jordan Tunbridge, change room chat. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. How are you, buddy? James, Richard, very well, thank you. How are you two? Good, good. Oh, it's a little bit tense in here. I'm glad we've got jo- a couple of uh, little creatures, parallels. Josh Caddy, to... 35-11, just quietly. Well, Luke Brewster's got a better record than that. Oh. I can feel it in the air. I've just walked in. Very tense vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to listening it's, back to this. It's the vibe. It's Marbo. And no, that's it. It's the vibe. <laughs> um, you've heard a couple of interesting things, including the AFL changing up the rules. That's right. In the past few weeks, I've seen a lot of talk around the state of the game. The AFL Competition Committee has come up with a number of potential rule changes to free up play and ultimately ease congestion. Hearing the AFL is looking at holding another trial game in the VFL this week. There is, of course, another dead rubber coming up with Coburg to face the Northern Blues. Expect a few announcements around that. I'm not sure if they'll add a few rules into the mix. This, of course, comes after the AFL tested out a few New rules at VFL level over the weekend. That was Coburg and Werribee players. They were the guinea pigs for the AFL. Now, they tested out several ideas. Two rules that came into this game were the 6-6-6 setup at stoppages, meaning six players must be in each third of the ground. The other was an extended goal square, twice the usual side. It looked absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks it stupid. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Now, in this game, Werribee defeated Coburg by 47 points. Both coaches gave their opinion on the trial 
speaking on Macquarie Sport. Now, first up, let's take a listen to the winning coach, Werribee's John Lamont, seems to welcome the changes. Was a pretty good starting point. The six 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 set up. The one thing it prevented, we got away to a flyer with the wind. We had three goals on the board in about seven minutes. So that made it very difficult for Lee Adams, the Coburg coach, to put some numbers behind the ball, for instance. But you can't do it at a centre bounce, of course. So that made it a little bit more difficult for him to perhaps just shore up his team after our flyer. I don't think those rules would have enough of an impact. Well, they seem to. Game. Well, they seem to benefit the better sides, from what I gather from that. Yeah. And the coach is almost well, I don't admitting like this that. Then. No. Um, so, but on that, let's have a listen to Coburg's Lee Adams. He wasn't a fan at all. I don't think there's a whole heap that changed um, in the game. Made it a little bit tougher, I think, to probably try and defend in your forward fifty from a kick out. Obviously, with the eighteen metre square, might have given the, the guys a little bit more extra distance to have to try and cover. The 6-6-6, obviously there's probably a couple of times in the game where we went down that I might have maybe chucked the seventh behind the footy just at centre bounces but maybe just stem the flow when, when the opposition kicked a couple in a row. But apart from that, I don't think it had a huge impact on the game. So what I'm thinking is that it's limiting the tactics of these sides, especially the losing team in this yeah. situation. Mm. That's what I gathered from that game. I mean, you'd, if you're really getting flogged in defence, naturally you drop someone back, especially yeah. when there's wind involved in a game like this one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I think leave the game alone. I think round 20 proved that as well, as has the second uh, half of the season. That's right. Five games under five points. An absolute it's a ripping record. round. It was a record too. And what why a... am I not surprised? You said there's going to be another game, uh, which I hadn't heard before, uh, in the VFL trialling the new rules. Why am I not surprised that the Blues are involved with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A dead rubber, a pointless team in a pointless game. Well, we don't want to see the uh, lower sides punished anymore. <laughs> no, no, not no, another no. blues <laughs> or, or James's liver, because apparently when Carlton play, he drinks, <laughs> drink responsibly. Jeez. Um, Andrew Gaff, one of the biggest stories uh, to come out of round twenty and probably this season. That awful whack that he had on um, the Fremantle player Andrew, Andrew Brayshaw. Mm. Um, something a little interesting coming out that you've heard. That's right. Well, this horrible incident really marred the Western Derby. Must say Derby, not Derby. Oh, yeah, it's Derby over there, isn't it? Upset a few of our WA listeners. (laughs) (laughs) That's Andrew Gaff's punch on Andrew Brayshaw, displacing his teeth, breaking his jaw, prematurely ending his season. One that West Coast uh, CEO Trevor Nisbet, he faced the media and addressed this incident, touching on a number of serious issues, remorse. Uh, motivation, potential for police charges. This is a really big issue. Now, it's a really awkward one as well, this situation, because Gaff plays alongside Brayshaw's brother, Hamish, adding an extra element to this story. Now, here's one grab from Nisbet that really interested me, but went largely unnoticed. Five days ago, the brothers and Andrew Gaff were on the golf course together. So it's it's an extraordinary situation that we all find ourselves in at the moment. We're, we're very grateful that Andrew Brayshaw's uh, in uh, reasonable shape considering what happened and, and his parents are accepting of, of Andrew Gaff's apology. Sorry, challenge that. He's in reasonable shape considering what happened. I don't, I don't know if he could be in any worse shape after one single punch. Yeah, it's a very odd one. I mean, so many questions around this incident. Yeah. These are three guys that have played golf with each other, having a bit of fun. Two guys seemingly friends, uh, yet one of them makes a mess of the other's face. Well, I think, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but I've heard it a couple of times, that I think that uh, 
Gaff actually lives with the other Brayshaw. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, I think they live together. So what would you do? Like, okay, I, you've got two brothers. Say um, we're on the same team and playing against Peter, and I clock oh, him one. I have seen you attack him before. Oh, to be fair. Um, um, but what, would, what, what do you do as the brother, as a teammate? How do you, how do you react? Know. Do you stay out of it or do you say, mate, what the hell were you doing to my brother? No, I think you'd have to have like... You'd have to have that conversation, wouldn't you? You'd just be like, "What were you doing?" Like, I, I don't think he meant it. Even though he, he, you know, he's got him good. Like, no, no doubting that. I don't think he had any intention to break his jaw and. Oh, the intention know. to punch definitely there. <laughs> but the, the I reckon, the, the, I reckon the he was actually for a, I reckon he was trying to whack his shoulder and he's ducked. Uh, no, I don't know. Time. There was a lot of force in it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he did. Obviously, he needs to no. have a. I, I just think it was, I reckon he was pretty unlucky. I think just it was in that sense. purely a brain fade, and he's gone whack and then gone crap. Yeah. Now here's one thought: Bo- they're both professional athletes. They've all played golf together. Crucial piece of information could be the scorecard from the golf course. <laughs> Now, let's see this golf scorecard. Who won? Was it close? Was there any tension on the course? Was this run in... Did they have a bet on? Exactly. Was this run in the climax of a really strange golf game? Who knows? Good form, Jordan. Well, that's fair. I mean, James and I played mini golf together a lot of times and gets very heated. I was going to say, did it get heated? Who won? We don't really talk for days. No, we do. it's true. That happened last time. I reckon it was in Phillip Island when we were on holiday. and, (laughs) And I actually did... Knock him out. Are you serious? (laughs) No, I mean, it was nothing to do with the golf. I just thought he was being a flog. (laughs) So, no, no, seriously, have either of you clashed with friends before in in a way, like physically? No, not physically. We're more verbal abusers than anything. (laughs) Get you where it hurts, mentally. Mm. That's true. Have you? With a mate? Blued? Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, wrestled. Nothing nothing serious. Nothing too crazy, but... uh, but yeah, we made up in a in a moment after it, but certainly not on a football field and that serious. I nah, mean, I would nah. never go to strike a friend like that. That's I'm talking sort of a little wrestle, pushy, shovey, that sort of stuff, but definitely no punches thrown. Well, it's funnily enough you mentioned punches thrown because there's a fight that's been spoken about in our group for nearly two years now. Um, James here and another mate, Edward, they've been talking up against each other how they would be able to knock the other one out. So I've been pushing for this boxing match to happen for a while. Me too. He just keeps saying no. No, he's been saying yes. I think you're the coward. That's not true. Classic green coward behaviour. Because Edward Crimo would absolutely knock his block off. That's not true. Yeah. We get 60 seconds in, he'd fall over from exhaustion. Mate, from what I hear, you wouldn't even last 60 seconds. (laughs) Jordan, thank you very much. This is The Front Foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. We got a little bit serious there, but Jordan always brings it back. Nicely done, mate. Uh, little Creatures, our beer of the week this week. Pale Ale, get on them. And it is time for Furphy or Fact. I had to remind James about 12 times that it's his turn to deliver the Furphy or Fact. Alrighty, NFL is back. Well, preseason. Uh, and last year we had a team go 0-16 to Cleveland Browns. So, Furphy... Jordan, are you good with your NFL? Not bad. Okay. Furphy or fact? There have been five teams in the history of the NFL who have gone 0-16 slash lost every game for the year because not they, a few back in the 40s and 50s, they were playing 12 games. They might have gone 0-12. But are we talking five. since, like, the Super Bowl came in? Because it's different when you go back. There was gridiron before the NFL. Yeah, so it's like, from say, from 1940. Okay, so still before yep. the 
the Lombardi Trophy. Five oh my teams. god, five. I reckon that sounds about right. What do you sounds pretty reasonable. It rarely happens in the AFL. I'm pretty sure... Well, the, the Browns didn't win a game for like two years. What do you reckon? I'm going fact. Or could it be more? No, I think five's about right. I'm going to say fact too. Yeah, I'm going to say fact, considering he checked his phone literally as he was walking in. Going, and oh. he's got this smirk on his face. How many games have the Browns won last year? James, fair for your fact. A fact. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You suck at both ends of this. I know. Not yeah. happy. No, not happy, Jan. Um, Jordan, thank you very much. Outstanding work as per usual. Um, what's your... Do you have a handicap playing golf, by the way? I do. It's currently 18. Yeah? That's funny because I've got a handicap um, whenever I play mini golf. His name is James. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> uh, we need an EPL team as well to follow this season. Jordan, who's your default team? Uh, I go for Chelsea, basically, you are Chelsea. through FIFA, just playing the game <laughs> That's fair. too many times during uni. All right. Uh, James is going to put something up on social media, uh, an EPL team where an Aussie is a part of them. We need your votes. Let us know what to do. We are the Front Foot Podcast on Insta. On Facebook, we are the Front Foot.